Hello, and welcome to the Boilers Extra podcast. I am Sam King from the Journal and Courier. Uh, been a, a little bit of time, maybe a week or more, since I've uh, recorded one of these and just wanted to touch base and uh, sneak in a few quick tidbits here. Uh, I'm sure anyone listening to this uh, is fully aware by now, but Purdue did jump back up to number one in the Associated Press men's basketball poll. Uh, this comes after... Houston lost at home to Temple on Sunday after Kansas lost a couple times last week. That opened the door for Purdue and for Alabama to jump those teams in the AP poll. And Purdue did edge out Alabama uh, in terms of overall voting points to be the number one team. And now it's just a matter of how long do the Boilermakers stay there? I mean, it, it really could be a short stay uh, if things don't get better, especially in the second halves of games this week, uh, traveling to Michigan on Thursday and hosting Michigan State on Sunday. Um, those are two teams that are still right in the thick of the Big Ten race. Uh, so let's kind of go there and see Purdue's path to a Big Ten title. Uh, clearly, it's nice to have a little bit of, of breathing room. Right now, Purdue is 8-1. and one. Then you've got Rutgers and Michigan, both at 5-3. and three. Uh, Played one less game than Purdue in the conference. And also... Uh, two losses behind in that column. And then uh, right behind that, you have a, a three-loss Wisconsin team, but it's only played seven conference games. And then Michigan State's um, kind of maybe Purdue broke Michigan State's spirit a little bit with the last-second win at the Breslin Center on Monday, uh, now sitting at five and four. So uh, I like Purdue's chances to win the conference. You'd like to have that little breathing room, but uh, you got to play better. Three games last week, it looked like Purdue definitely wore down in the second half Sunday against Maryland, but you get a big emotional win on a last-second shot from Zach Eady on Monday at Michigan State. You go to Minnesota and absolutely just bury the team in the first half and then um, maybe a little bit lax in the second half, um, at least offensively, but um, the defense was pretty solid there, and Minnesota's just a, a team that's not quite there right now that's going to make a comeback when it only has 12 points in the first half. Uh, it was concerning to see Maryland, especially at Mackey Arena, make a run there after being down 16 and cut that to a one-point deficit uh, late in that game. But 3-0 and during a week in the Big Ten, um, you'll take that in any scenario and uh, move on. Uh, I wrote about this, and it's posted on jconline.com now, that – after that Rutgers loss on January 2nd, you know, it's crazy to me to think that uh, Purdue is really one shot going in or one shot not going in away from being a 20-0 and team right now. But uh, after that game and the week that followed, uh, leading into, uh, you know, a pretty brutal stretch where Purdue had four road games out of five, uh, Matt Painter had talked about the, the loss maybe being a good thing if you learn from it. And um, now you look at this and... Um, you have a game against Maryland that almost kind of felt like a loss, just the, the way that it transpired after you're up by 14 points at halftime. Uh, you learn from a win. That's a good thing. Uh, you know, it can be a good thing losing from a loss, but you would rather learn from a win. So a lot of things that uh, Maryland did, you know, pressing, trapping Braden Smith, bringing the ball up, uh, basically Purdue's getting the ball across the midcourt stripe with – 15 seconds left on the shot clock in a lot of cases uh, before it gets into an offensive set. And 
Um, then Maryland threw a mix of zone, mix of man, uh, and Purdue didn't really respond well to that. Fortunately, Purdue plays defense well enough that um, it's able to, to win these games, stay in these games when shots aren't falling or when you're making silly turnovers. So uh, that's got to be cleaned up, uh, bar none, uh, before you go play Michigan because Michigan is a team that if you make those kinds of mistakes uh, there on the road, um, you might get run out of the gym and it's going to be you know, very deflating and embarrassing being the number one team in the country um, and, and just getting run out of a gym. But I don't think that's going to happen because I think Purdue plays good enough defense. And I think that surviving that scare against Maryland and, and seeing some things to work on, um, you learn from it. You know, when, when Purdue played Nebraska back in December, I really thought that uh, the Cornhuskers put out a blueprint on how to defend Purdue. And what did Purdue uh, learn from that? Well, it's won the game. And then also the next time played Nebraska just just blew them out of the gym. So uh, I, I think that this uh, is another situation where okay now Purdue's seen this press they've seen traps uh, you know before the, you even get across the timeline and didn't do well against it. But now it's something to practice and something to get better at. Um, all these things just hopefully bode well come tournament time where you've seen. Several different, you know, junk defenses, whether it's on Edie or you see different kinds of pressures. Um, you know, when you have two freshmen in the backcourt, you know they're, they're probably prone to mistakes at some point. Um, I think it's making Purdue better in the long run. And I know that the fans are frustrated that uh, Maryland had a chance to really steal one in Mackey after being down big. Um, this is a, 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 you know, you could not maybe in the long run ask for a better scenario where you got some new things thrown at you. You still won the game. You made a lot of mistakes. And now you know, hey, we're not a perfect team. Um, we're not a, you know, even a, a great team, probably maybe at 19 and one. Uh, there's a lot of things to get better at. Um, one final point I wanted to make, and I know that it's made the rounds, uh, is Matt Painter after the Maryland game talking about. Uh, Defenses on Zach Eady and, and foul calls specifically, um, even you know labeled uh, Eady a pinata who's you know basically getting whacked. And if you just if you just specifically focus on Eady throughout the course of these games, he is he's getting the hell beat out of him uh, a little bit, just pushing, pulling, elbows, holds, um, and against a seven foot four, nearly three hundred pound guy, you probably do have to be physical against him, but. Uh, you also have to call the game the same way throughout. And the game Sunday wasn't. It was, you know, a lot of foul calls in those situations in the first half and in the second half, not so much. So if you're going to let them be physical and, and not call it, you have to do that from the opening tip and kind of let the cards fall. Uh, you adjust to, you know, the physicality and whatever and the way the game's being called. But when you call a game one way and then you flip and, and call it a different way, um, that's just you know not great uh, for adjusting. It's not great for uh, pushing yourself going forward because you've kind of got to know early on that, okay, this is the way the game is being played. Uh, we can adjust to that. But uh, credit Purdue, uh, credit Edie. He, uh, he got an early offensive foul. He was pulled from the game because he's that valuable uh, where you couldn't afford to let him – get a second early foul or, you know, have him going deep into that game in foul trouble. 
Um, and he's done a really good job this year of not getting called for fouls. And, and fans are frustrated from other teams because he's not getting a lot of foul calls. Um, and yes, there's been situations where uh, you can get an easy bucket uh, at the rim because uh, Purdue would rather give up that than have Edie out of position and try to recover and, and make a silly foul and then get himself in, in a situation where he does have to sit. So um, that's a, the trade-off is we would rather give up two points than have Edie get a foul or a, you know, a foul that's going to take him out of the game. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what comes of that. Um, I think that, that Painter probably felt I have to push back here a little bit and um, express my concern or you know the narrative that um, Zach Eady's not getting called for fouls and it's unfair and the league's catering to him. Um, something needed to be said. And um, you know I, I understand in some regards it kind of sounds like complaining, but um, also, you know, Painter knows what he's doing. He's he's putting out that, um, you know that that narrative there. That listen, my guy's getting the crap beat out of him every single night, and it's it's not being called in a lot of cases where he's you know getting his arms pulled and and his jersey tugged and pushed around a little bit. Um, so that's something that you hope the officials hear and going forward they they pay more attention maybe to that situation and uh that that bodes well for Edie getting in the calls that he's you know probably earning um just because of his sheer size and mass in the paint um i'm gonna wrap this up really quick uh coming about 10 minutes here and uh i've got my co-host my golden doodle griffy over here shoving a squeaky toy in my face trying to tell me that it's it's time to go play so uh this is a quick synopsis, 8-1 uh, in the Big Ten, going to Michigan, hosting Michigan State this week. Uh, don't be surprised if Purdue comes out of this week with, with a loss. Um, it's going to happen at some point. And quite frankly, the, you know, the, the second halves of some of these recent games or even the, the end of the first half against Michigan State, the way that that closed, um, you want to see better consistent play throughout the course of a game. A uh, little bit more rest, which is a good thing here where you don't have three games in a week or you don't have uh the you know the the all the travel that Purdue's been having recently uh hopefully you get some rest time and your legs are back a little bit and and shots start to fall and you can get a, a couple wins and if Purdue gets two wins this week oh man that that is golden for the Boilermakers and I think uh clearly sets the trail ahead uh, if you stay healthy for a Big Ten championship so uh we'll see next week if if Purdue is still number one you, unfortunately, the, the world of college basketball teams lose, but when you're number one, you're in a position where teams are waiting for you to fail so that they can jump you in the, the polls. Um, more importantly for Purdue, uh, you don't want to get jumped in the Big Ten standings. So uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in.